Welcome to another episode of Called to Marriage. I'm one of your hosts, Marcia. <laughs> I am the other host, Thomas. We are happy to be back with another episode where today we're talking about um, the countdown to us leaving China indefinitely. We've been living here for the past four years and the Lord has called us back. Well, for me, it's back to the United States. And for Thomas, it's the first time for him to live there. And so we're looking forward to reflecting on what we'll miss about being here and what we're looking forward to going home and everything in between. Just reflections of our yeah. time. We are called to marriage. Speaking of China, we are in our beloved I'm fine. Yes. Cafe where we like to sit and do work and just spend quality time. So we're recording from outside. So if you hear any awkward noises, plates and spoons banging <laughs> against each other, we're in a restaurant. Right. Yeah. So the scripture that we thought of for today was, it comes from 1 Samuel chapter 7, verse 12. It simply says, Then Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mizpah and Shen and called its name Ebenezer, saying, Thus far the Lord has helped us. And this is a sentiment of our heart, I think. Thus far the Lord has helped us. Ebenezer, thus far the Lord has helped us. In this scripture, uh, Samuel had prayed to the Lord and the Lord delivered the Israelites from the hands of the Philistines. But in our case, when we think of the Lord helping us thus far, I just think back to where our lives were when we first arrived in China as compared to where our lives are now and also where we're headed. And if I could put a memorial stone here in Changchun, as Samuel did, I would love to. And in my heart, I think there's one here. Yes. Just to say, Ebenezer, the Lord has... Uh, thus far, the Lord has helped us. Lord Sorry. Mm-hmm. Thus far, the Lord has helped us. He has helped us so much thus far. And I know that he's going to continue on with us as we continue to trust in him in the new- next season of our lives. Amen. Amen. My heart is just full of thanksgiving. I I look back to 2016 when I left Ghana for China and where I am now. It's just wonderful no plan of mine could have brought me where i am it's something totally out of my reach it's something that happened to me god just blessed my life so yeah i've been in this mode for some time and i'm still not content praising god thanking him i and i don't think i will ever be yeah i'm just my heart is just full of praises That's all I can say. So today is, um, as we're recording this, it is June 14th. And so we have exactly 14 days left in China. In two weeks around this time, we'll be at the airport getting ready to head out of the country and go back or go to the United States to enter into a totally different season of our lives. So my love... (laughs) Thinking back to the past four years, I don't know where to start. I think maybe 
I don't know whether to start with what we'll miss or what we're so grateful <laughs> for. But you can just share what's on your heart. Let's start with what we're grateful for. Sure. I am grateful for you. You know, I came to China to study. So I came here as a student. And just having my academic degree would be enough because that's what I set out to achieve, right? And I'm in my final year. I just finished. I submitted my final project design. I'm done. Hopefully, there are no errors. <laughs> and to have more than that, it's just overwhelming. And this time, I'm not talking about something material. It's not something owning some material possession in addition to the academic degree that I came here for. I met my wife here. Just imagine that. Think about that. You travel to another country in search of education and you get more than that. It's like it was good coming here, but I didn't even know what I wanted. <laughs> it's like I brought you here to meet your wife. That's why you're here. And to have God step into my plans like that, it's a godly disruption, you know, when he comes in and he, he doesn't only interrupt your plan, but he gives you what you want. Yes, but he gives you more than that. It's like, you want a degree? Fine, have your degree. I'm going to give you your wife. <laughs> That's how I feel. So I'm grateful for that. How we met, where we met, our story here. I think we are not going to finish telling it for the rest of our lives. It's going to be a major part of our testimony, our walk with God, the things he's taken us through here in China, the people we've met, the friends and the families we've made here. Yeah, I can go on and on. In terms of our faith, we fit. Like, I remember recently you were talking about the fact that it, I think it just hit you. It just hit you that, man, we are so compatible. Like, <laughs> and yet we come from two different cultures. Just think about that. That is wonderful. If you were to ask a statistician, the probability of two different people from two different cultures coming together and being this compatible, I'm pretty sure the probability would be very low. It would be on the low side. But here we are feeling like we were meant to be. We were made for each other. We are just good. And harmony in our home the hope that we have, the assurance, the rest that we have in him that he's given us is so great. Yeah, I can talk about this for hours. I'm telling you, I can pick different things within our marriage, within our lives here, in our dating and relationship season. Yeah, if you've listened to any of the previous episodes, you can have a glimpse of how we met, how we started walking, how he moved our hearts to please him. Like, we are just vessels in his plan. This is not of our doing. Mm -hmm. He just hand-picked us to do what he wants to do, and that's it. And so, looking forward, that even gives me a better assurance, like, yeah, I didn't start this, so why should I even be 
concerned as though I put this up, I put this together, so I must also do well in the next season of our lives. It's like, no, if he did this, well, then maybe you should just rely on him, count on him. He is going to do it. He didn't start this anyway. So that rounds my faith. It builds me. It substantiates my trust and faith in him. It makes me feel like a kid being taken care of. And my faith is ever more grounded in, in, in God, in his word, in his promises. And yeah, I'm just swimming in joy. I won't lie. At this age, as a young man, experiencing all of these, it's great. It's huge. Like I have nothing to worry about. I would be ungrateful if I ever complain about anything in my life. Not that I don't have challenges, but I get lost looking at what I have, what he's done for me now, that I, I don't even get to talk about what I'm what is challenging me, what my challenges are, my problems are, the things that maybe I worry about. I, I don't get there. Like by the time I get there, I'm gone. Like he's taken me. He's overwhelmed my heart. He's comforted me. He says, Look, I've got you. Yeah, that's where my heart is in that's where my heart has been within these four years. Yeah. To give a general picture of where I am now, spiritually, mentally, this is where I am. I'm in a joyful state. <laughs> yeah, it's joy unspeakable because I've just been taken care of. And that's what happens when you're overwhelmed in the pool of the love of God. Yeah. I mean, there's not much I could add to what you said. I obviously, I obviously share the same sentiments. I would just echo for myself also the praise of our God who has brought us this far and helped us so much in all of our time in China and really in our whole lives. And one of the things I really like that you said that I'm also going to draw out to repeat or to emphasize is that as his children, as recipients of the grace of God, as as called and chosen and uh, used of God, what we see manifesting or taking place in our lives, I just recognize, I'm very aware of the fact that I didn't do it. And God will fulfill the plans that he has for us that I don't yet even see in full. I'm only seeing in part at the moment, but I can see how I can see how things he's set up in our lives here that we didn't do. They weren't yeah. of our own doing and he's going to use them uh, for his glory in a way that I can't yet imagine or envision. And so I'm just going to keep trusting God. Yeah, mm. I'm just I'm ready to trust God and see where he takes us because I think I'm not sure when my thinking changed or yeah, when I became like this, but I realized I'm at a place in my life now where I just want the Lord's will to be done. I'm just concerned with the will of God. I'm concerned with the will of God, the glory of God. Wow. And Imagine having a wife like that. <laughs> I'm telling you. That's all. I'm just, yeah. In my reflections on a daily basis, I just consider like, is my life in God's will? Am I pleasing God with what I do? And um, yeah, 
So I look forward to where he's going to take us. And yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for the next season. <laughs> One thing I thought about if uh, in transitioning to what we'll miss is that the fact that in light of the pandemic, uh, a lot of our friends had gone home for the winter break and never came back. And so our goodbye to China is kind of bittersweet. I mean, it would have been anyway, but more so for the fact that we don't really get to say proper goodbyes to a lot of the friends that we've made here. Um, yeah, it's an interesting way of leaving. So I was kind of reflecting on that. I would prefer having our friends around, our church family, and it's it hurts that they're not. Most of them are not around, and we can't meet with them now. But the other side is that I remember the last time we met. We met in Doris's house, and it was as though God was just bringing us together for the for that last time. We met over there. We had church service there. The children led. And we had fun. We ate together. We took pictures, and that was a bliss. Looking back now, it's like that was a good time. And to all the other times, really, what I'm trying to say is that, yeah, I would want to have them here before I say goodbye. But we don't have that. But I'm also content because we spent quality time. It was as though God made us. Cherish each moment we had, going over to each other's houses, meeting, playing games, eating together, doing a lot of things. So those moments have become even more cherished in my heart. When I think about it, it kind of reminds me of、um, like angels unaware. I can't remember the scripture that talks about that. Almost like the scripture, I guess, that talks about being hospitable to strangers. That you might you、By、might、so、be doing some of entertaining angels without knowing. Yeah,、uh, it's kind of a, a little bit of a tangent, I guess. It's a kind of a different topic, but、uh, I remember having a conversation about that concept of meeting people and encountering people, and you don't really get to say goodbye to them, or you don't really get to thank them, maybe for everything they've done for you, but they just come into your life for a purpose. God just uses them in your life, and then that's it. Yeah. So it's kind of like that. Even though we had a lovely and extended period of time, and I do hope to keep in touch with a lot of people, but at the same time, in not saying getting to say goodbye to them, like you said, I'm content,、yeah. and I also just kind of feel like God just placed these people in our lives、mm-hmm. to be angels in our lives, and even though we didn't get to say goodbye to them, they've fulfilled a purpose in our lives for which、right. we are. So grateful, even if we never get a chance to say goodbye, to say thank you, to say all the things we would have in our heart to say at the end of everything as we're leaving now. That's right. So we'll we'll definitely miss our friends. We'll definitely miss our brothers and sisters in Christ whom we've met here. We'll miss our Chinese friends. Oh yeah. <laughs> we'll miss. I'm fine. The place where we are recording now. Seventy. <laughs> we'll miss seventy. Kind of our typical and classic places where we like to go out to work.、Yeah. Um. We'll miss all the local people, the people at the markets we regularly frequent to get eggs, to get fruit. We'll miss. 
the transportation. <laughs> oh yeah, the public transportation in China. I'm telling you, I think it's the best in the world, arguably. But I think it's it's the best in terms of the design and the planning. It's always running. It's reliable. Like I have used the train, the light rail, to go to school for two years without fail. That's wonderful. The taxis are good. There's a subway. Buses are running. They are cheap. It's like you have, you have no excuse to not get out and go where you want to go. Yeah. <laughs> by any means. Yep. It's and sometimes it can feel like it can take long to get to a place, but everywhere is accessible. Everywhere is accessible, and the transportation is really good. If I compare it to where we're going now, we're gonna be landing in Boston. Yeah, there's just no comparison between the transportation <laughs> system there. Boston has got something though. The transportation though. here, huh? I was saying Boston has also got something though, but it's it doesn't compare to this. No, <laughs> no. Another thing I'm going to miss would be the proximity of things. Almost everything is near; it's close to you. The pharmacy is very close. Like you don't need to drive to anywhere. In your daily living, if you need to buy anything, and I mean anything, you don't need to drive. If there's anything you can't find in your vicinity, then you'll find it online. But when it comes to your daily need for goods, buying groceries, buying whatever, you just walk to get them, and it's so easy. Like it forces you to be active at a certain level. To go out and get what you need, and it's it's beautiful. I mean, every neighborhood, every community has got multiple chain of stores with assorted goods that you can just get out, walk, get in there, and grab what you need, and go and go back home. And it's not the same in the U.S. Some things are closed, but there's a lot of driving in the U.S.、Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's something I'll miss in China. That proximity of having everything near you, restaurants, places to eat, different places, Ball. malls. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of stores and whatnot, I think I'll miss having places like Buy Now, like、oh, yeah. um, the North Market. So Buy Now is like a big electronics warehouse. You can find lots of vendors selling laptops, USB、uh, flash drives. Um, cameras, every kind of tech, you can find it all in one place, and it's competitive,、yeah. and it's a great place to shop.、Um, whereas I know in America, like you could go maybe to Best Buy or to some certain shops, they won't necessarily be close to each other. The prices will be expensive, and you won't necessarily find exactly what you need. So just being able to go into one place like that, and the North Market is another kind of like a market bazaar kind of place. Um, where they have all different kinds of cloths and clothing, and people making different kinds of things. People making jackets from scratch. People making blankets, baby clothes,、uh, suits, shoes. shoes. Everything you need is there, and it's just really nice. Yeah, <laughs> we don't really have places like that in. I would say in America there are some, but they're not common. But in Massachusetts, where we're going, there's nothing like that at all.、Um, so I'm definitely gonna miss 
those kinds of places. And even Taobao, I mean, we have Amazon, but I don't know. I think I interacted with Taobao in a different way. Taobao has literally everything you could ever need um, at competitive prices. And so, yeah, it'll be actually interesting to go home and engage with the typical things people use to either to buy things or just to live their lives um, that I feel like I haven't really used in so long (laughs) that I feel, you know, detached from and I'm so accustomed to the way of life here. Um, That made me think of another thing. I can't remember. Uh, Oh, I remember. What's that? Well, okay. So this kind of transitions to what I'm looking forward to going home. So it will be interesting to, like I said, engage with America, you know, four years later kind of thing. Um, But one of the things that we didn't have here that I'm looking forward to at home is to have English resources, most especially Mm. books and most especially for free in the form of the public library. (laughs) Public libraries are not really a thing here. And I've missed having access to free places to study with tons of resources um, that's something I'm really looking forward to going home is being able to patronize, yeah, our local resources, namely the library, but also other things. But before I say more, you can say anything. No. Oh, okay. So um, speaking of resources and all that, it's not just the library. I'm interested in kind of being a part of my community. I think when I left America, I felt still like a kid and I didn't necessarily engage with my community. I was kind of focused on, okay, I've graduated college. Now what? Like focused on working, focused on figuring my life out. But now I'm married. I'm going to be starting a family soon and I'm going to be looking uh, toward, you know, living in our own place and being a part of a community. And that means getting to know the resources that are there, um, being involved um, in local politics and getting to know, yeah, the people in my community. And so I'm really excited to get to, yeah, engage with my community in that way. You're looking looking to serve in your community? Definitely. I'm going to be looking for volunteer opportunities. I'm going to be visiting the town hall to get to know what goes on there and in Randolph the police station is connected to the town hall get to know my police my local police officers if possible because we all know what's going on in America right now and which is a that's kind of another part of the conversation too not to draw us away too much from the what we're looking forward to going home but I can say one thing we're not looking forward to is kind of going home to all the tensions that are there or going to the states and yeah having to deal with that and I think I'm very sensitive to what's going on but still maybe not as sensitive as those who are living there currently and so yeah I mean we've been detached I, I was reflecting on the fact that I've actually never lived in Trump's America like this is the first it's funny time. How you say it. I've actually never lived in Trump's America. I know Trump America while Trump has been president because I left in August 2016 and he became president in November slash January. Like he got elected in November, and yeah, when I go home now, I'm just going to be catching the tail end of his presidency, and so <laughs> I, you know I see it on TV to the extent that I watch any TV or watch any news, but. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to go home to that climate 
but that makes me all the more, like I said, interested in really getting to know my local community so I can feel a part of the community and hopefully bring some light. I, I feel I have maybe more patience, more uh, of a positive outlook. I don't know, in light of or in spite of all that's going on right now. Mm. Hopefully I could be a source of maybe hope or positivity. (laughs) (laughs) What are you looking forward to? You have a different perspective because this is not actually you going home. This is you going to the United States to live for the first time. So what's on your mind? What have you been thinking about? Or what does that look like for you in your head, I guess? What are you looking forward to? Um, personally, I'm looking forward to work, working, getting a job. You know, Audrey asked, asked the same question yesterday during Bible study. And I don't know what to say. I feel like America is very diverse. You can move from one block to the next and feel like I don't know anything happening here. And you could get to a place and you feel like, yeah, I can vibe here. I like everybody here. I feel like I fit. So, I don't know. I don't have any strong expectations. Neither do I have any anxiety. I'm just going to take it as we go. But what I would say is that it's going to be a new experience for me, obviously. I'm going to live there. But in terms of working it's going to be a new experience for me because this will be the first time i'm actually going out to look for a job work a job i have worked in the past i worked as as a high school teacher after my college but i didn't go out there to look for that job that's what happens right after college i was placed to teach so i did and during that season I also got a call from another school to teach uh, I want to teach part-time and then after I, uh, my contract with the Ghana education service I stayed in this other school for the rest of the time until I left and came to China and in terms of working personally I've just always been doing my own thing business I used to buy and sell gold so this is going to be, you know, a brand new experience for me. This time I'm not going to be just doing my own thing, like investing and doing your own business. So, yeah, that's the newness that's going to come to me. I'm going to have to go out there, job hands, get a job, maybe be with a team or in a team, uh, working that way. It's similar to being a teacher, but I, it's different. It's not the same. I was handpicked for all those jobs. This time I'm going to go out there and look for the jobs that I want. And yeah, so I have a lot to learn. Obviously I have you, I have your siblings. You get a lot of advice and experience from. And yeah, I don't have any anxieties. I feel like there's so much wisdom around me. There's no reason to be worried about anything. I just need to call. I just need to let people know what I need. Yeah, as and when I need it. If I'm taking a step, it would be 
a blunder for me to not ask around to not talk to anybody i have so many people around me i have my parents there i have your parents there i have you i have rick ricky i have andrew i have melissa i have audrey like <laughs> yeah so what more do i need there's so much wisdom around you just have to get out and get work as you go get wisdom for it if you encounter anything difficult that you don't know what to do give someone a call let them know what you're going through they'll give you some wisdom they'll point you to someone who can be able to help you and you just move on so yeah that aside there is nothing else but just live <laughs> yeah and whether it's america or ghana china you just have to live um we're married i'm a husband we're looking to have a family that's what you need to do i need to go out there and work and take care of my family and that's it there's nothing new about it there's nothing special about it it's i'm not special in any sense so it doesn't make me feel any way like i'm going through something peculiar nobody has ever gone through it's not like that it's just life and i have to live it so that's how i see it i don't I can tell you for a fact I don't have any worries or anxieties. I am just waiting to live life. That's it. Speaking of living life, we also anticipate starting a family when we go home. Uh not immediately, but oh, as soon as possible, I would say. And so that's another thing that we both have to look forward to is kind of establishing our lives as a, a married couple to get our own place to live to start having children all as the lord you know directs us and as he wills so that's a new season of life that we're looking forward to starting when we get back home pray that the lord will continue with us because we believe it's in his will we believe it's completely a part of why he did everything he did with us here in china actually is that he wants when when we go home to continue uh with us in the building of our family that we would raise up children for him warrior warriors soldiers for Christ right um as he equips us to do so he's got plans and purposes that without him we can't fulfill them but he's with us so we feel expectant for what the lord is going to do through us and through our children yeah being in china for the past 4 years I believe and I feel like God has built our faith for the next stage of our lives. I just trust him. That's Me too. that's all I can say. Like yep. I have nothing else but just trust in him. Mm-hmm. And I think he built us like this for what we are going to face not only in this particular season of leaving China but for the rest of our lives. Like, I don't know what else to do and I don't know how to do anything as good as me trusting him and just counting on him. Yeah, it's it comes naturally to us. It's it's the easy part for us. It's so to sweet to trust, trust in Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's where we are and I have I'm I'm telling you I have no intentions of leaving this place. This is where I want to be. I like the fact that I can trust him. I am not willing to exchange it for anything and I actually consider anything else besides that um something that fights my faith. Like do I start worrying? 
Should I start getting anxious? No, I don't want that. I like where I am. But but I also like how we don't lack in anything. And I don't mean material. We don't lack, like I said, in getting wisdom. It's so crucial. See, the difference between where we are now and where we want to go is not money. That bridge we need is wisdom. We just need the wisdom for it to move on wisdom to know when to do what to do how to do where to do that's all we need mm-hmm. and it's all around us people have crossed this path that we are walking we have siblings who have given birth we have siblings who've succeeded in many things that we are now going to endeavor so it's just all over us all around us we just have to call on god and make use of the wisdom that God has placed in them and that gives me comfort I trust we're going to be the right people we're going to be able to talk to the right people and for the humility that he's given us because it's a gift too and the sincerity and the open heart he's given us we are going to be able to overcome any major challenge yeah because we are not trying to impress anyone here. We're just trying to live. <laughs> like, I don't gain anything from, like, I don't want any cheap accolade. I just want to love God and build my family. And if it takes learning, if it takes starting low and, you know, moving, just letting people know what you need. Like, I don't know. I'm just, okay, I'm looking forward to, like I said, living and taking care of my wife and my family. And I think it's the will of God. And he provides for his will. So he is going to take care of that. Amen. Amen. Is there anything interesting or fun or funny you're going to miss? Hmm. <laughs> I think I'm going to miss my embarrassing interactions with older Chinese people where I don't know, not just older, even some younger, where I don't know how to communicate with them and we just communicate by smiling and me saying things. And just, yeah, trying to yeah make some gestures, this awkward, these constant awkward interactions that I have. I'm going to miss them because actually... A lot of, like I said, especially when it comes to like our local um, markets that we go to and the people we often encounter in our neighborhood, it's like, even though I can't communicate well with them, I'm so accustomed to just those awkward interactions. And through that, we've built a relationship that we can say hi and... I don't know where we're going, try to communicate where we're going or maybe what something we're looking for, <laughs> something like that. So, yeah, that's something. <laughs> I think it's it's all about that communal living mm-hmm. where you feel like, even though in, in a lot of things um, we are left out as foreigners, but as far as experiencing humanity, I should say, <laughs> just... Just meeting human beings and interacting with them, feeling like, yeah, I belong to this community. They recognize me. I recognize them. People are interested in your well-being. 
people want to interact with you yeah that's nice the stores we go our security guards the people in and around our neighborhood we are recognized they know that these people are part of us yeah that's good i like that just a communal living yeah and those interaction interactions mean a lot to me and i think that's part of why I enjoy living in a place rather than just traveling for tourism for like two weeks or something because you can go for two weeks and do all the most adventurous and exciting things in a place. But for me, the things that stick to my heart, I guess, are like those little daily things that you can only experience having lived in a place for some time and having gotten to know the people, the lifestyle. So I've enjoyed that a lot. And... Yeah, of course I'll I'll just miss it because we've become accustomed to it. Yeah. Yeah. And going over to people's homes, eating with them. Uh, in China food is shared. Mm-hmm. There's more joy eating with other people than just grabbing your plates and enjoying your meal. Yeah. Things are shared and I love that. Something we've learned and we have plans to also open our arms to people because we've been blessed and served here in China. Right. I believe God used that to teach us that you can serve people this way. You can share your joy, your home, your food, your wisdom with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's really good what you said. And that's why I said what I said earlier about serving. It's not out of a pride or an arrogance that I think there's anything special I can do for others. You're going to go in there and solve all the problems. Right. No, it's out of the it's out of the love and service that we've received here that we couldn't even repay a lot of times because we couldn't. Our apartment is so small and there are rules for who can come in and out. We couldn't host anybody. We couldn't repay in the same ways that we were yeah. given to. And language was off in a barrier with our Chinese friends and what they could do for us that we couldn't do back for them, you know, but we've just taken all those little lessons and we've, you know, placed them somewhere in our hearts. And when we go home, we just have an abundance of generosity mm-hmm. within us that we want to share with others, even recognizing that we're still going to need a lot of help when we go home because we don't have we don't have a home at home. Like <laughs> we're going to our parent, to my parents' house, you know. We're going to start from scratch. Yeah, we're going to start from nothing. We're definitely going to still need support. But even in the midst of that, I want to be able to support people and help people with my time, with things that I have, with what little God has given me to be a blessing to other people. And it's going to be um great because we'll have family members nearby english is the language of the country where we're going to and that's going to help yeah that's going to help us to be able to um engage better i think with our community and just with our family members Hmm. yeah i've found quiet here in china to to study let me just go straight to the point to study the word of God, to be with God. I'm able to have some space because there are not a lot of distractions here. I don't have to think about maybe three parties within the month. 
True. Some <laughs> programs. We can't make it to the birthday parties. Activities. We can't make it to any of that stuff. We're too far away. Right. So we miss a lot of that. Yeah. yeah. The activities, they are good. They are the same places where we meet people. But at some point, the activities, even those activities become mm-hmm. too stressful. And they take you away from learning to enjoy God on your own, in your home, soaking the presence of God where you live so that his presence is not too far from you. You like you don't have to wait to go to church to experience his presence during worship. You get used to your space and you have to let him in yes into your space. So that's something I've missed. I don't go to watch soccer matches here. I don't I don't do a lot of things here. So I've had a lot of time with God and I've enjoyed him. And again I believe he used this time here to teach us how to be able to create and invite his presence in our home so that we can learn to enjoy him because churches here are not like vibrant, having a lot of activities all over the place. It's a quiet life here. And if you want to be serious with God, you're going to have to let him into your space. Then you can enjoy him. You have to enjoy just calling on God as a Christian and we have each other yes but um, it's you have to let him into your space I mean you don't ha- you don't need to rely on any church activities per se because the church itself is struggling here <laughs> we don't have a lot of space here in terms of organizing church activities so if you really want to enjoy God you're going to have to be serious and be diligent in seeking him and that helps as a christian that builds you yeah that's something i've enjoyed here and i hope that i don't get distracted um i hope that i'll be a good steward of what he's giving me here so that even as we go home we can still keep enjoying him in our home and cherish that it's a great gift i'm not willing to let it go i want to hold tight to it Hmm. So in conclusion, we are again leaving China in two more weeks. We're taking whatever we can fit in our suitcases and our luggage. (laughs) And we're saying goodbye to not only this country, but really to a season of our lives. And we're saying, "Mm, we trust you, God. We're just, I think declaring a trust in God for the next season we are yours God (laughs) just take us mold us and use us that's that's it that's all yep Ebenezer thus far the Lord has helped us truly God God deserves an altar in our home yeah we need to build an altar for God where we make sacrifices of praise every now and then. Mm-hmm. We need to create that atmosphere in our home. So true. Takeaways? Takeaways. I'll let you go first. Mm. My takeaway in the reflection is... I guess everything I've been, or is the phrase I've been echoing throughout this is, which is God, I trust you. 
I couldn't, I didn't, I didn't accomplish any of this on my own. And so I can't expect to continue it or to finish it by my own strength. So the only thing my heart is crying is, God, I trust you. God, lead me. I'm surrendered to you as much as I can be, you know. He even perfects my surrender. <laughs> I can't even surrender that well. <laughs> so I'm just trusting in the Lord and declaring um, yeah, a faith in what he's doing in my life and yeah, takeaways I trust him. <laughs> <laughs> my takeaway, Psalm 37 verse 23, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord Amen. and he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. I have been young, and now I am old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants begging bread. Amen. Amen. That's all I've got to say. That's a perfect, perfect ending that I think expresses the sentiment of our hearts. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. Amen. We love you.